And at that point, everything became quiet. There was a level of illumination. There was no sound. It was almost a spectrum of flickering lights that were very soft that made you feel comfortable and at ease. Hi, everyone. This is Diane Gilman, formerly known as the Queen of Jeans, but now host of my very own podcast, Too Young to Be Old. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Let me say, and you've heard this before, we are not alone. Oh, absolutely not. And if you are 55 or over, I'm 78, You grew up with Roswell and the crash of alien spaceships and little green men splattered all over a cliff. You grew up with Area 51. And very fascinating, in the last year, sightings of UFOs have increased by, ready, 650%. They are actually going to open a government agency where you can call in and leave your story of your encounter. And today we have an encounter story that beats any Steven Spielberg movie I've ever seen. And this is with two people, Kevin, who I've known for 15 years, and his partner, Vicki. The most grounded people I've ever met. People that don't go around chasing UFOs or watching any of those programs or, you know, people that are like the American dream that lead a, a really, a really pure and, and grounded everyday life and had an event happen to them that was so unique that changed their lives. And it happened very recently, I believe in April. So I'm going to set up this podcast. Kevin, there were four people in a car when they went through about 15 to 20 minutes of events. We do not have the two people in the back seat. Kevin was driving. Vicki was in the passenger seat in the front. We are going to hear Kevin's story first. Because you got to hear it from the point of view of somebody driving a vehicle at 75 miles an hour. And then we're going to hear it from Vicki, who was in a passenger seat and observed it the same, but again, differently. This is fascinating. And this is like nothing, no encounter you have ever heard before. So. Kevin, yes. <laughs> tell us your story. This happened towards the end of April, is that correct? Yes, uh, actually it happened uh, in June. Um, we were actually traveling from um, uh, Central Florida down to South Florida. 
and uh, we were with another couple, as you mentioned. And um, as we were driving, it was just an average day. I'm I'm in the fast lane as I always am uh, on I, I on I ninety five, and uh, I could see in the distance though we were about to come into a storm. Uh, the sky was dark, even though above us it was bright, so we knew we were traveling into a storm. But it was an unusual storm because it was darker than normal. Here in Florida, we experience this a lot uh, where you could see the storm at a distance and then you move into it. Well, this seemed to be a little bit more severe than we're actually accustomed to. Uh, And we actually, the four of us, had a dialogue saying, wow, look. Look how dark the sky is. That is, I've never seen it like that before. So it was kind of a banter back and forth that way. Um, And as we were traveling, we see we were getting closer, of course, and the rain began. Um, And in approaching the storm at that point, uh, we were about to get to the point where uh, the wind was starting to kick. And Vicky, who was sitting next to me in the passenger seat, then got an alert on her phone. Uh, The alert said what it normally does, which is um, that uh, to be aware that there was going to be a storm that was severe enough that it would cause property damage. But then they added something that we've never heard before in that. And what was it, Vicki? About death. It said that it... uh, It would be severe property damage and the possibility of life threatening threatening um life threatening situation that no. could cause death that could cause death, death. Wow. so it, it was the, all death that's yeah death. when they said death though we've never heard anything like that in florida before or, uh, or saw that on alert pop up and it only popped up also on vicky's phone at that oh. point, we engaged in a conversation, actually, about did they just say, oh, did Vicky just say that it was a chance of death and more than just property damage? So we were kind of taken aback by that. Yeah. But we continued. As we're continuing the storm, we obviously drove into the storm and it was severe. The rain was coming down hard. The wind was blowing very, uh, very hard as well. And as we're driving and I'm in the fast lane, I'm starting to slow down and I can see ahead of us uh, some uh, police lights. Now, I'm in the fast lane and there's a shoulder to my left uh, next to the fast lane. And that's where the police cars were. And as we approach the police cars, um, we then could see that. Or I could see, because I can only speak from my point of view. I'm staring, thinking that there's an accident. I, Of course, as curiosity peaks. I'm curious what it looked like. Did someone run into uh, someone else because of the storm? And I noticed that the police cars have their lights flashing. But there's one police car, then the next one, just bumper to bumper on the shoulder. But there's no police officers anywhere in sight. <laughs> just in front of them is on that shoulder as well, is a van. I'd say the height of the back of the van would maybe be about seven and a half feet, eight feet. So it's not a tall van, but it's not as small as a small SUV. It's a little larger than that. And the doors were open. At this point, I'm only traveling maybe at 45 miles an hour because of the conditions and everyone else slowing up on the highway. So- 
as we're passing the two police vehicles, the doors of the van are open and there is a man standing in the back of the van at the back with a barrel just in front of him. And the top rim of the uh, barrel was illuminated blue. And he was taking his hand and circling the top of the band as though he was doing some kind of a trance or a spell almost. It was so eerie just viewing that. But I think what took me to a different level was he and I made eye contact. He was staring at me coming in on the oncoming uh -huh. traffic in that fast uh -huh. lane. There was a sense of neutrality about him also. He was oh. dressed he was dressed in blue but very basic and there was I would have to say a mystical sense where immediately it it, it went to my core. Our eye contact went to the core. Wow. Um, that was the first. Now, keep in mind, all of these events took place within a 10 to 15 minute span. Yeah. At that point, um, we, oh, and I, I failed to mention one thing when, the, when the storm, uh, when we were approaching the storm and it started to rain, this is before I saw the van, we, uh, the young lady in the back that was just behind me, it was a couple in the back. She was directly behind me in the, uh, I was on the driver's side. Of course, she was just behind me. She started to speak about a rainbow that she was looking at. And she was saying how unusual that rainbow was. This was the first curiosity for everybody, I think, in the van or in the vehicle. But I did not look for the rainbow. I was looking more towards the storm that we were about to enter. So my eyes stayed straight. But the three of them continued to talk about this rainbow. And I got my curiosity peaked so, so much that at, the, at one point I had to turn to my left to see this bold double rainbow that they had never that she had never seen before in the sky here in Florida. And as I looked over, the rainbow was not there. Although they the three of them had witnessed seeing that rainbow unusual rainbow i did not see it wow. so i looked forward wow. again it was then that we came upon the vehicle the police vehicles with the flashing lights and no police officers we came upon just directly after that was the van with the guy standing in back where once we saw or once i noticed that out there was no one speaking in our car i didn't know if anyone else <laughs> saw this or experienced it because I made eye contact with them. And I'm wondering, maybe the young lady behind me, she was looking forward as well. But at that point, we were probably quiet for about a minute. And then I said, what in the world was that? Did you guys see that? And we all then started to engage in the conversation of that was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. And we're looking wow. at being in a storm at that time. And I know my thought was, was he controlling the weather? The guy in the back of the van? What was he doing? Why would he be out in on a highway while it's storming with something electrical that he's playing with, with the doors open to a van? And where are the police officers? They're nowhere in sight. So at that point, we're engaging in the conversation of how strange this was. Then at that point, uh, the rain started to ease up 
and the wind, but hail from nowhere started to come down. <laughs> And the pellets are hitting the car. We were in a relatively new Acura, which is which is Vicky's, and I was concerned that it was going to get damaged. So at that point, I said, "Let me go." There's an overpass coming up. Let me get over to the slow lane and let me sit under that overpass until this hail stops. But by the time I actually got into the slow lane, was able to maneuver over, the hail stopped. Okay. And at that point, I continued to drive. As I continued to drive, though, within moments at that point, we're, I'm looking forward, and now the rainbow appears to be coming across the sky and right onto the roadway that is just in front of us. I have never witnessed anything like this because I've seen rainbows in the past, of course, and they were always at a distance where you had to look off and kind of uh, kind of look for it. And then you would see the glow of it. In this case, it was definite. It was coming across the sky and appeared to be coming down on the road. Now, at that point, I'm engaging in a conversation because I'm a talker. I've been a public speaker for 35 years. I'm a, I said, do you guys see this? Do you see this rainbow? I mean, I think we're going to drive into it. And I'm more or less joking about it until moments later when we broke the plane of the rainbow that actually did come down and touch in front of us onto the highway. And at that point, everything became quiet. There was a level of illumination. There was no sound. It was almost a spectrum of flickering lights that were very soft, that made you feel comfortable and at ease. And we didn't dialogue at this point. It didn't last very long that we were in the rainbow. But I can tell you this. We definitely entered some level of a channel that made a made me feel as though i was uplifted and no longer here any longer it was a, a sereneness almost like what i would imagine people that say they passed away and they were in this glow it's felt glow like and there was a spectrum of different uh light colored very fair colored um uh, blues and greens, almost as though it was twinkling. That was the most incredible thing I have ever experienced. And well, this is mind blowing. And I got to tell you what impresses me so much about your story. I think very often when people say they've had an encounter with a ghost or they've had an encounter with the beyond, whatever it is, you can link it back to a movie. We are so inundated with entertainment about illogical events that you can say, oh, you know, that sounds like uh, blah, 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 the day Mars invaded Earth or whatever. But I've never heard a story like this. And I will say that when you guys related it to me, which was about six weeks ago, um, it elevated me for an entire 24 hour period. I absorbed whatever you are still 
in a way, experiencing every time you tell this story. And I do want to say, I never doubted that you, that all four of you, I haven't met the other two participants, but you all had an experience. And I want to ask you some questions at the end, Kevin, because okay. as a driver, it's, it's almost so illogical to say, okay, you're going 65, 75 miles an hour. How did you keep on driving? One last thing from you, Kevin, and then I want to talk to Vicki. Um, you had the car radio on when you went into yep. the, the rainbow. That's correct. And suddenly the music just We heard nothing. <clears throat> we heard nothing. There was no sound. It the absolutely no sound at that time. We we were with it definitely within some dimension that uh you you didn't see outside the rainbow also. That's another <gasps> interesting point. You could not oh. see outside the rainbow. It wasn't like I was oh. driving anymore. We were within some some chamber that is that was outside of the realm of what we're accustomed to dealing with. So we didn't oh see anything. God. We didn't. Uh, there was no sound coming from the radio. We weren't talking. It was it was complete peaceful silence. Wow! Wow! And you know, and you Diane, didn't you, happen. What? You, what's what's interesting also is is we were all curious because obviously after the event we we want to verify that I wasn't the only one that experienced it and we're all describing almost speaking uh, for each other about the experience we had that was exactly identical so we went I went online because I'm curious I googled it you know driving into a rainbow and what I uh, received first was only scientific reasoning uh, from blogs saying that doesn't happen. It's not possible. It's only an optical yeah. illusion. Yeah, because it's actually reflection of ice crystals mm -hmm. that wouldn't be reflective that way or strong color if you were up close to it. I googled it also. Right. Um, one last one last question before Vicky begins, and then we'll ask final questions also. But did anybody happen to look at their watch or the so damn yeah, so yeah. yeah that would have been that in hindsight it would have been so instructive to say oh it we went into the rainbow at 11:20 and we came out at 11:25 but it felt like no time had passed it all or had lots of time had passed but so i i do want to ask this one question right now did you feel a lot of time had passed did you feel like almost no or you didn't have any quantification or sense of that at all there was there was a sense of a suspension of time that we were okay. somewhere that like time didn't matter that, uh, if I would describe uh -huh. it as anything, as though uh -huh. we were no longer uh, on a clock anymore. So we actually did not know how long we were in the rain. You don't know how long you were in the rainbow. I can only say based on my drive that it must have been just seconds, but that's not the sense that you had. 
you had a sense that wow. this was a, 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 a time frame event that actually took place. So we don't know. We question whether we were still here, you know, during that period. Where did we go? That was what our conversation became, because how long, how long was it that we were in it? We all had to discuss that because if it if it was just me that experienced it or me and Vicky, even, you know, we would tell the story and people would say, eh, come on. But we have two people independent of us that were taken completely aback by their experience that duplicated exactly what we felt. And that is more amazing. This sense of being in the rainbow. We all had the same experience. Okay. I, you know what? You made me, I mean, I was never a disbeliever. I can't tell you, but just quantitatively, if there's infinite number of planets in an infinite number of universes, it just makes mathematical sense that we are not alone. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to go to your significant other, Vicki. And Vicki, I know that you're not used to speaking publicly the way Kevin is, no. but I want you to tell your story okay. from the point of view that you didn't have the responsibility of driving and you were just sort of in the car tripping out. You're going to go get your furniture. You and Kevin are going to live together. It's all going to be happiness. And then... The day just turns into the strangest and possibly most influential day of your life. So you guys are on the highway driving and you get the alert for the storm. And what did you think? <clears throat> right. So we're going down the highway. And um, what I noticed before I got the alert, that the sky got really, really dark. And that's, like I said, normal in Florida. One minute sunny, then it gets dark. But it was like dark clouds that were getting very low, almost like a blanket getting thrown over you and you're getting, it's pushing down. And like yeah. the three of us, um, Kevin's driving, but the three of us were in the car. Just I remember just looking to the left, to the right, to, to the back, and every just like the clouds are coming down and down. And um, it, it like if I looked out to the window to the right, it looked was looked like miles. It was doing that. So that's when I got to my phone. I was like, "What's the weather? What's going on?" And we got that alert. And then we're all talking about the alert. And then the wind starts picking up and I see the trees are bending and um, things were, you know, um, pond fronds were flying on the road. That's the rain started to come. And then we see this, okay, a rainbow. Okay. It's kind of the rain stops a little bit. We see a rainbow. The rainbow is the fullest rainbow I've ever seen in my life. It goes from one end to the other. And then behind it, there was like another rainbow. And we were like, wow, look at this rainbow. So that's when I went to get my phone because I wanted to take a picture. And when I yeah. get my phone, I look up and it's gone. It just disappeared. Like, where did the rainbow go? Then the next thing happened, we see the police cars. Okay, so again, we're on the we're in the left-hand lane and we have cars all around us. Everybody was going uh, probably about 45 miles an hour because of, you know, the rain and what was going on. So we approached the police cars and I noticed 
there's no police in the police cars. And why, why are they on the middle of the road? You know, what's going on? Is there an accident? What happened? Beyond the police cars, there's the two police cars. There's a white van. And it's not a tall van. It's a just plain white van. There's no prints on, you know, no signs or anything on it. Uh, and the okay. back of the van, the two doors were open. That's what I thought was kind of weird because we it's storming. And there's, Especially in a storm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, why? There's a white barrel, and there's a guy, a tall guy. He looked like he was wearing navy blue pants and a navy blue top, um, short hair, brown hair, um, and he has this barrel in front of him, and it's illuminating a like a blue neon light in a circle. And he's got his hand, and he's slowly going around, like following the rim of the barrel in a circle. And he's going around and around. And he's doing it slow. And as he was doing it, he was looking at us. And I'm, I looked away immediately because I... I did not like the look of, I, it scared me. <laughs> Normally I'm one to close my eyes when something's scary. I looked away. But in that van, I saw him and I saw two other guys and there's other white barrels. I did not see if they were spinning up, turning their barrels, but he was. But when he made looked at us, it, it felt like I shouldn't be looking at him. Like, what are you uh -huh. looking at? You shouldn't be looking at me. So I immediately turned. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see it. So <clears throat> no one said anything. We're, I think we're all just like, I mean, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is just, yeah. you know, what is going on? So then we go a little further. Then the hail came. And um, after the hail, that's when we see the rainbow again. And we're st we started coming up on the rainbow, and it came right on the road. I've never, I've always heard a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If you yeah. ever tried it, you want to go chase the rainbow and see the end of the rainbow. I, I didn't believe that was possible. There it was, right in the road, and we were going right for it. As we entered it, the whole car, for me, this is my feeling. It just lit, it glowed. I saw yellow, I saw pink, I saw like very bright, bright colors. Um, the light, it was beautiful. It, and then it got like the colors just meshed together. There was no just this color, that color. It just blended together. And then it just got to be real bright. Um, I had no sense of time. Um, hearing, I didn't hear anything. Like, I know there's cars beside us, in front of us, behind us. I don't know. I had no sense of what happened to any of them. And like, it was the most peaceful feeling. And it felt like I was suspended. I was, it was the most, it was a beautiful feeling. And um, that's what I got from you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, like you said, when people say their experiences, when they went to heaven, how peaceful and, you know, it was just like what I hear, you know, you just, you feel like you're suspended. There's nothing around you, just like this bright light. And then, then, um, then we came out of it. And then again, we're all just like, what just happened? And no like kidding. And you said something else to me when we spoke before podcast, mm -hmm. you said that you felt that that 
strange man. You said, number one, you felt that he was almost deconstructed. He was perfect. There weren't a lot of details to his features. Right. He was just like almost like a a mannequin, a model type person. Like he was just, you know, just like... Um, his expression it wasn't mean or smiling. It was just it was blank, just blank, just staring blank. right at yeah, like nothing. Mm-hmm. There was and just no also, emotion. Yeah, and but Vicky also said that she felt that he was using his hands over these glowing lights to kind of control the weather situation. She felt that this wasn't random. Mm-hmm. And that's right. true. And I see. I continue. I stared at him. He, he and I made eye contact as I'm getting up to the police cars. I could see him looking out the back of the van, and I could see the barrel. And right there, already, I'm impacted by just the the, the scene of it. It just there was something wrong. So I'm staring at him because I'm curious. What? Who is this guy? Why? Why is he in a van in front of the police cars and there's no police officers around? And so I'm staring at him the entire time. And I can tell you, there was a level of he's doing something. Immediately, my mind went to he's controlling everything. I mean, it's the storm. Wow. How how severe it was. Uh, and I, I even had the feeling like the police were there to make sure that, you know, he was able to do this almost like it was organized. And I mean, and I'm just telling you the feeling I had because there was no question. He seemed to be, you know, the, the manipulator in this situation. And that barrel was doing something that affected us in a way that the, whether it was the severity of the storm, um, we, I, I wondered about the warning we, uh, that Vicky got in regard to it being life threatening, you know, and could cause yeah. death. You know, I'm thinking they knew something. You know, and this guy's there and he's doing it. So they were giving warning while you're driving through this area. You know, this could happen to you. And he was in charge. That's how I felt. And did you ever check with the weather reports and see if there had actually been a violent hailstorm? Or is this probably too difficult no, to because check? You know how wild was this? Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, for us, we were traveling and this was somewhere around the Melbourne Titusville area. So we were just uh-huh. passing through the area on 95. So, you know, we we spoke in depth, all four of us spoke in depth after the whole thing was done. For the rest of the trip, this was the topic of the conversation, you know, and of course. what did it all mean? You know, we, we, we tried to get, you know, to get some sense of, you know, understanding about what was that about and why would a guy be in a van? Why was that storm so severe? Why did it seem as though he was in the heart of it? And before, see, keep in mind, prior to getting to him, the storm started. As soon as we got past him, the storm eased up. Mm-hmm. So that was another factor that he was in the middle of it. So before it wasn't there, we hit him, it's there. We get past him, it's no longer there. So that alone was factors that we had to consider as he was control. He must have been controlling things. And then where did we go? You know, what was the and dynamic behind that? You, and where did you go? And how did you happen to be able to go there while you're driving like right. 65 miles an yeah. hour? Yep. 
Yep. And yeah, and then there's the whole thing with the radio and conversation, and suddenly all of that is gone. And it, you know, years ago, about thirty years ago, um, I lived up in Connecticut, and I had a couple of friends, very grounded people, also. And uh, they claimed they lived, well, there used to be a little river that snaked all the way through the area. Very windy little river. And they claimed that they came around the corner one night because they were one of the houses that lived on that river. And there was a small spaceship hovering. And it started, it didn't take off vertically. It started following the river. And they started racing after it, and they chased it for a long time, and then it just went up in the air and disappeared. That is more of a classical story right. of an encounter. Right. What What amazes me about what you guys went through is, and and I'm a total aficionado of horror movies, of sci-fi movies. I love it all. I've never heard anything like this. It's not like you lodged something you saw or read in your brain and then sort of had that thing happening. But my final question is, Kevin, didn't it scare the hell out of you that you were driving? And suddenly, and that would be the part to me that was like, what? I was going 65 miles an hour and I had no sense of space, no sense of time, no sense of hearing. And I was suspended and we're all okay. And there's cars all around us and now I'm driving. Well, keep in mind though, when we entered that rainbow, there was nothing around us anymore in my mind. I, I didn't have a sense that I was driving anymore. So I was it suspended. But you were. In, I, I was obviously I were. had to bet you would think I was. I was still we were still on the road, we were still and we had increased our speed because it had eased up after after the yeah. hail, it had eased up. So I was driving probably at 75, 80 miles an hour, to be honest with you. Oh my and the reality God. and reality is is when we went in the rainbow, I was not conscious of anything outside of the I vehicle. wasn't conscious he was beside me. There was, like there was nothing. nothing. No, nothing. I didn't look at really? Vicky. I didn't look yeah, at Vicky or anyone yeah. in the back. And this is as we're in, we were involved in conversation prior to the rainbow about what and just took just place. Everything, everything just went blank. It was, it was yeah. just, so I, I didn't have a fear because there was yeah. this great sense of peace and we're in this place that just, it's not even like you looked around or, or yeah. had something to say. It was just you were You were there. saturated. Yes. You were saturated yes. with color. Yes. So now, so now I got to ask my final question, which is the experience you just had? Because I'm going to say this before Kevin talks about the drive he just took <laughs> and yet another experience. Um, it seems to me as an observer sitting back from this fascinated by the conversation, listening and hanging on to every word you say that those rainbows were like a gateway mm -hmm. or those rainbows were like 
going into an interstellar M- MRI machine mm-hmm. or something. You go in, mm-hmm. you come out, you still feel the same, but your composition is different. So, Kevin, you're driving what? Yesterday this, or the no, day this before? morning. This morning. This now, morning. Now, okay, now, so listen, listen to this. If so, you don't think that every time these people see a rainbow, the whole episode comes back. comes back. I think there's a message, but go for it. Find and we always, we whenever we see a rainbow, oh. we joke about it, of course. Oh, no, ever I'm since. always looking at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but, but interesting, I had to go to Orlando this morning, early this morning, and I had two people with me. And uh, because of the podcast recording today, I was telling them all about what had occurred. And they were in awe. And I dropped them off at the airport. Uh, in Sanford, uh, in Sanford, Orlando, and uh, now we've been checking the, the the weather for the last few days and looking at the forecast, and there's no rain expected for the next seven days. But after I dropped them off, I was on my way back to the east coast of Florida, and uh, it's about an hour drive, hour and fifteen minutes, and it started to drizzle. So I was kind of surprised because we're having a garage sale this weekend. I'm hoping it's not going to rain. And the forecast <laughs> has been perfect for us that it's not. But so I'm surprised that it's starting to sprinkle outside. And then sure enough, if not in the distance, I see a rainbow. So uh, it's just coincidental. I just told the rainbow incident to these folks. And now here's a rainbow. But I think the kicker in this is, and I promise you this is true. I took a picture of it so that even Vicky could see. Uh, I sent that right away to her. The rainbow was going across the sky and it was landing on the highway in front of me. Now, I didn't get to go into it because the road veered off, but it's pretty incredible that as I'm I'm coming home to do this podcast, just discuss what happened in the event that I'm going to be talking about at the podcast. And then here's a rainbow kind of as a reminder telling me, hey, don't go too far and tell them too much about us now. It's like a warning almost that the on the other maybe it's not because everything you say about this was a good feeling. It was. It was. It was. What, what what was inexplicable is always in some ways threatening, but when you guys talked about it to me personally, um, and and again to the audience, you said a great feeling of peace. Yes. Um, the, I mean, everything you have to say about it is like, we are not alone and we are not enemies. And right. uh, it would make sense to me if there was an advanced race that they would come here to try and turn anger into love and make peace, which sure. is really and truthfully one of the greatest sci-fi movies is the day the earth stood still the original Mm -hmm. from with michael redgrave from 1951 and it's all about trying to avoid nuclear war and sort of tell humans you're so stupid fighting one another and we're here to tell you we Mm -hmm. don't want you doing Right. So uh, I got a lot of comfort from your story and you're brave enough to tell it, which, you know, um, not everybody is. 
and uh, a lot of people think they're going to be humiliated or embarrassed or people are going to think they're crazy. But I think you've got one of the most authentic, amazing, hair-raising stories I have ever heard. And honestly, Kevin, for all the years I've known you and your family, I would have never thunk it in a million years. <laughs> If it, if, it, if it didn't happen to me, I'm telling you, and the four of us, four of, mm -hmm. I wouldn't believe it probably. You know, I would question, yeah. at least question mm -hmm. it. But I'm telling you, the, uh, and, you know, as we went online, you know, it's kind of my conclusion being, I went online after the fact, and I, I, I figured we couldn't be the only ones that ever experienced this. Even though all the scientific facts say it's impossible to drive through a rainbow or into a rainbow. Um, when I went online, I did Google it, and anyone could do it. And I did it more specifically in regard to people that have gone, driven or walked into rainbows. And believe it or not, there are countless people that have accounts of going into a or being inside the rainbow. And what's amazing, what we found amazing about that was their experience was exactly the same in description. They describe ah. the light. They describe the quiet. They describe the peace. All of it. So I don't know how scientifically on one end it could be that it's not possible, but so many people have experienced it. Just like the four of us had to confirm with each other that we did feel the same thing. There's other people that have experienced the same. And if you Google it, you'll find that. And I find that to be extremely interesting. Well, you know what? I could talk to you forever about this, but, and sadly enough, and we've already gone so many minutes over what we usually do, but the story was just way too fascinating to even cut one word short. And I want to thank both of you for being brave enough, but I think you were affected enough that you want to get the story out there. I think it is fascinating that telling the tale of encounters has gone up 650% and they're going to open a government agency just for that alone. And, um, you know, it's kind of paranormal month for us, but this was just amazing. And you two are really, you're really good storytellers. And this is what I would term a true story. I really feel empathetically that you guys went through something that was life altering. And so I thank you so much, Vicki and Kevin. You. You're welcome. And we will continue this conversation. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. It was it was great having you. Leave it alone. Thank you so for you having us. Thank you for having us uh, and giving us the opportunity to, to tell what happened. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I say to the audience, it isn't always about little green men, but it, but it is about extraordinary experiences that cannot be explained mm -hmm. in this dimension alone. I leave you with that. Lots to think about. Thank you so much. And may you always be too young to be old. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. 
If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.